Hello and welcome to episode 198 of the Drive the Green podcast. I'm your host, Maddie B. Flying solo this week as it's our annual clip show. We've put together, I think, 14 sound bites from this past year's podcasts, anywhere from our roundtable with Dale and getting into the hot dogs and how we came up with uh, with that idea. We got Bailey, Bailey Shambly. We got... Wyndham Clark joined the boys, Roger Sloan for a fourth time. We got all kinds of player cup recap. We put together quite a few for you here, so we hope everyone enjoys. We'll be back next week with episode 199. We'll see if Bronell made his way to 1,000 on the drink count. We'll get into the preview of the Century Tournament of Champions as the PGA Tour starts the 2022 year off right. And who knows, maybe we'll even give you a sneak peek on episode 200. We have a phenomenal guest lined up. I think everyone's going to be excited for it. But before we get into the clip show, we want to thank our sponsors, Player Golf, plyrgolf.com. Use the promo code DRIVETHEGREEN. Um, maybe pick up something that you didn't quite get for Christmas. Uh, now's the time to hop on there and, and use that promo code. We're also members of Team Callaway, uh, Churchill Booze Count, which, like I mentioned, we will get into see how the year's finished off. And then lastly, um, we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, proudly presented by Conexus and Direct West. We hope everyone had a great holiday. We'll be back next week with a full slate, all four of us in studio. Hope everyone enjoys this clip show, and we'll be back next week. Cheers. Harvey, you want to lead off rapid fire? We'll just get into rapid fire, figure it well, out. We did what's in the bag. So uh, how many aces do you have? Uh, two. I, oh. I don't like counting one. <laughs> I was in university for the other, and it was at a par three course. It was, I don't even think it honestly made it above the height of the flag. So I don't like counting it. So I'm just going to say one here in Moose Jaw. Fuck you. You're almost, counting this. You're counting all of them. Like, <laughs> what do that you mean? Counts. Yeah, that I counts. Counts, but I don't like because it was a part three course. Well, then we were, a, yeah. This would so, not have started off oh, on yeah. the right foot. <laughs> I don't care how poorly I hit it, but the fact that it's a part three course, I don't like to count it. No, that yeah. counts. Yeah. I almost want to it's kick him off the show already. <laughs> I, I thought you had zero. <laughs> no, if I would have no, known no. you had two before, <laughs> yeah, I would have never big, allowed this. That's a big blow to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> would have never allowed it. I thought he had zero. <laughs> Shit. You're done with us chumps. Fuck me. All right. Okay, next. You know, offline a little bit, but they don't talk about Bryson DeChambeau and how good his putting is now. Right? His putting's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Side saddle, you know, and, and didn't know how to putt and now he's a brilliant putter so i mean i i and you know they're looking at the equipment as an issue i don't think that's the issue at all i just think the no. guys are better bigger and it's like every, in every sport yeah. my opinion no i, I agree with you totally i think we're all in the same boat as you guys so that's, that's awesome yeah we'll, we'll gloss over we'll gloss over the one you put putting all together but you'll bring up more cowa again mm -hmm. I was oh, yeah. say, if you want to get a quick jab in on him. another couple what, wins for him since a couple wins on. since that comment what's like, you're getting lit up tonight eh? what, what say was he a good putter well i i, no, I the asked first Butchie. podcast here a couple years ago the boys were talking and they're like 
this this Morikawa had been out about eight events. He had about six top tens and a win. And like, well, this Morikawa could he ever putt? He might be a good player. I was like, <laughs> might be a good player. The guy's nineteen years old or twenty years old. Oh, I remember this was this guy. Don't lump us all in. It was all him. Uh, hey, I, one thing about that, about that Morikawa, we played with. I I've not seen in years. We played with him last year in, in South Korea. I've never seen a kid that young in control of his golf game in control of his like iron play and like distance control and like that and just manages his game. He's like a, he's like a tiger woods when he turned pro, like he's so yeah. smart managing his game. You don't see that with 19 year olds coming out, you know, they're bashing it down the fairway and they, he's just very good at that. I was super impressed with just how he controlled his, his distance control. Like nice. he's obviously yeah. it's showing. You wouldn't believe these people. They just love the dart reviews. I mean, I know you're a bill of health, so you're never going to watch one or like it, but you should watch them just for a little entertainment. Well, where, where are they? You got to get an Instagram account first. To Canadian that. Dale. What's your, what's your handle? Canadian Dale. The, the Dale trail. Oh, the Dale trail. Oh, there you go. Oh, the, there's two, two E's and V. V. Yeah. Oh, the so Dale, Dale V trail. Well, there, there you no, go. Well, that's, that's right into the next topic. Uh, we might as well just, tackled the Dale start and the dog reviews but was this a was this a thing that you're known for before or you just kind of figured I'm going to start I'm going to start doing dog reviews I was doing I was doing hot dog I was starting to play a lot of golf again last year when Abraham and I well like a year and a half ago started playing a lot of golf again and I would always just joke around I started using Instagram I'd be like yeah do a quick review and be like, oh, yeah, I rate every golf course on how the hot dog is. And I'm like, oh, fuck this place. This is a fucking C. And I started just doing <laughs> ABC and just doing like 20, 30 second long ones. And then I was getting all these messages like, oh, yeah, you got to just post one. Do a real review. Do a real review. Do a post. Blah, blah, blah. So I posted one, posted another. They kind of kind of took off a little bit. And then I started getting, gaining a bunch of followers. And then the masters happened and I did one during the masters when Abe was there and all of a sudden it got like 50,000 views like that next day. And then the next day and then a bunch of stuff just kind of took off. So I was like, well, you know what? I might as well run with this because it's kind of fun and the kind of fun turned out to like have yeah, people enjoy it. So I'm going to just keep doing it. Get hot dogs at the masters, Dale. Oh, the Dude, they, cooked, they cooked me that year. So you can play. I gave it a 10.0. I just started, I just went straight 10.0 and I ate it on the, on the range where the patrons sit and I ate it. They cooked me six hot dogs Sunday, right after I walked in from the golf course, the guys, cause the grill was closed or whatever. And he's like, no, I'll make it. I'll make it. Cause a bunch of guys were bugging him to make me. A, <laughs> he made me six hot dogs right when we walked off. But you know, like the food I there. The I even joked about it. I was like, I'm going to freeze these things and save them for <laughs> every couple of months. I'll have one. They were so good. But then Abe crushed a couple. I only had two left. So Dale, the best dog that? on tour. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck yeah, they're the best hunt. <laughs> so the Dale, best you did dog that in Alberta. <laughs> I don't know. I had one the other day at the Barbies? part three. It was eight point two. I don't know. My course I'm going to, the course I grew up on has always had good hot dogs. I'm supposed to go play on Saturday, so we'll see. But I don't know. I mean, dude, I I, I don't want to be going to every Joe Schmo bar trying to find a fucking hot dog. I'm this all started it all started with golf courses so i need to find golf courses they need to be open for me to do them yeah you did bring up uh, obviously your husband um when you guys is it golf all the time in your house then or is it are you able to to turn them off so to speak from the golf world you'd mentioned um, he brings it up a lot so 
it's pretty much all, it's pretty much all we talk about um but you know even more so and i'll you know i'll say this to his face and i've said it before on interviews or whatever you know he'll I, i'll just be sitting there and he'll just he'll just start talking and i'm like no no i didn't i didn't ask i didn't ask you a question like i no, i'm good like sometimes like silent you know i'm just like chilling like 20 feet away like i no no we're good here he's like you know and he's as i'm sure you also do know he's always studying so he's always finding out these new nuggets i mean on a you know daily basis so he always wants to share and tell me and he's very excited genuinely and so yeah it's pretty much all golf that or politics, philosophy, his oldest son uh, just got a business degree, but is super into philosophy. So when he comes over, I mean, I can't keep up. You're, I'm just, you know, I might ask out of the room. questions. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just sort of sit there and ask them to explain further and like, what do they think? And then they discuss about some philosophical <laughs> thing. Smart. Yeah. yeah, very good. Uh, I got, I got kind of got two, two different points there. The first one I want to touch on, cause we wanted to mention this is we obviously follow social media pretty, pretty uh, frequently. And, and one of the guys that, you know, we hope to get on the show here soon is the bullet Marcus Armitage. Uh, have you, what are your thoughts on him? Have you played with them? Uh, just general feel is that guy as animated as, as he is in social media on the course playing with him? Yeah. He, he's the exact same. Um <laughs> And, and just his accent just makes it even better. Um, we were playing a practice round somewhere in South Africa and it was like, it was like 40 degrees in the practice round. So I'm, I'm with him and another one of his buddies. There's three of us out there and I forget what exactly what was happening, but someone was putting a cold towel on their head and someone was going into this scientific explanation of how you're not supposed to do that when it's super hot. I, I don't know what the deal was, but so, yeah, something to do with ice cubes on the towel. And anyways, Marcus is kind of looking at us the whole time while we're going over this story and he's just something he's like oh this is good he's like every day is a school day for the bullet and he says it in his accent and there's another really funny story about him where I guess he was playing on like a Euro pro tour event it's like below the challenge tour and someone asked him he was he's leading the tournament coming down the stretch and someone asked him about like what the pressure was like coming up the 18th hole to lead and I guess he said something along the lines of uh, pressure. Pressure's driving down the motorway with a kilo of gear in the boot. <laughs> so I guess this guy had some previous experiences with, you know, the law and drugs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he is hilarious. And he's a very good player too. He's, he's always up on the leaderboard. He hits it solid. Um, he knows his game and he's, he's hilarious. Oh, uh, you want to go to my next one? <laughs> I want to go to my. I want to go back to the the, yeah. he, the he won this thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. so early on, he had to go through all that adversity of losing the lead instantly to Brooks. The first hole, he lost the lead. Yes, two yeah. shot swing. Next hole, he makes birdie. Brooks, what was Brooks doing on par fives? I don't know. Yes, but um, flubbing uh, trips. You know what he was doing? Tenth, losing after the <laughs> tenth hole. Phil was one under for the day and had a four shot lead. Isn't that winning the tournament? What, I, yeah, what do you mean? I, like, yeah, I don't know. From there on in, he earned the right to play conservatively and I maybe mean, make a couple bogeys down the stretch because trip, he didn't want to make doubles. Yeah. You, you're going to make bogeys on 12 and 13 on that course, like 17. Those are bogey holes for yeah. everybody. I'm more, of, I'm more of the stance that he put himself in that position prior to it, but 
I mean, Brooks giving him back the lead constantly because he did. Like mm-hmm. if Brooks, if Brooks plays even remotely solid for the first five holes, well, he's got, we'll a, he's got the one with the three we'll shots. If Louis we'll can yeah, putt, same he wins. Louis, right? If he, if he can putt, he wins. If that week, doesn't yeah, burn absolutely. the lip yeah. on on uh, that eagle, 16, yeah, yes, he probably wins. Yeah, because the three shots or whatever going into it's 17 going to a playoff was, probably doesn't matter. You yeah. don't care. Either way, yeah. you can't you can't take a whole lot away from Phil just because of. My He's, the guy is fifty. He plays on the Champions yeah. Tour. Well, that's my thing. Is a fifty-year-old winning a good look for the PGA? We've talked about this before. When St- when Stewart Stink won? Yes, yeah. I called him Stink just now, but yeah. <laughs> oops. But <laughs> but no, know. that we've talked about this before. It's like, yeah. is it a good look? I think it's it just shows how good he is mm-hmm. potentially. Or the is it the equipment that they hang around longer? Yeah, there's I an argument to be made. probably a little bit of both, absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely right. an argument to be I made think on the equipment. I mean, Phil's using the same driver that all four of us use, and we talk about how good it is, so. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. But uh, his mental game was just there this yes, week. Yes, absolutely. Oh, the CBD gummy was chewing. Is that legal? <laughs> That's another one I had on the list. Oh, another asterisk, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and a wad of it. Yes. He just like kept that guy, firing. Yeah. 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 He's like the guy that you know that's chewing Nicorette, and he has a whole pack of Nicorette at one time just... What was it's like, in, dude? If you're gonna if you're gonna chew ten packs of Nicorette, I think that's against what you're trying to do yeah, with just smoke. What was in <laughs> yeah, just have a smoke? Man. What were the additives in Tiger's gum that he's been chewing? Could be anything. It's not <laughs> driving improvement. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it. This win is more impressive than Tiger's Masters win. So we get to the playoff four for two. Duff's in it. Uh, Team Callaway. Uh, turns out worked out well. Duff makes it in. You guys make it in as the eight seed yep. in the top flight. Uh, me and my partner end up to be in the seven seed in the second flight. And then from there, the, I mean, the rest is history. You guys, a couple tough matches Saturday. Um, yeah, we got I, we got lucky a little bit in the playoffs. So four teams for two spots. One team, I don't know if they could really open their eyes very much. So yeah, we they had were a all right away. Chance. They couldn't stand up. I'm too- not sure if they could open their eyes, but <laughs> it was not good. They um, they were in the same boat as you guys. Just want, they must have came off. Oh, they were forty five minutes prior a to you. A few notches further than us, mm-hmm. for sure. But that's um, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just saying, but that's what makes that thing <clears throat> so awesome is the fact that it was three days. Yeah. Like normally, you go to those big scramble tournaments. They're a day. Sure, you pour it on and you you have fun and you get drunk. And you play golf and whatever, but then you're going home after. Or maybe you're going out to a supper, yeah. and, and but it's one day, one night, and then it's done. Depression. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where this is three days. It's like when you play in something like the Lobstick or the Tamarack. Like, you're there for four days. Yeah. And you're just, if you if you melt one on one day, then you're hung over the next. But then you, like, it's just. That's right. Yeah. It's just the best. Yeah. I do think that the uh, depression driving home is exponential after those types of events mm-hmm. it's like the classic any any trip you go on it's like friday night it's like oh yeah we got another night baby yeah and then that night it's like okay this is our last one we got to do it we right make, we yeah. did have to make it count on <laughs> yeah. saturday yeah and then sunday driving home it's just like fuck i wish i could just like stay here forever yeah, yeah it's the classic fantasy sports draft or stag <laughs> or anything yeah. like that you're just driving home at the end like why did I even do that? <laughs> like, yes. But I also want to go back and have one more night. But yeah, yeah so man, what, were your, bad. what were your matches? Three and one? Uh, 
three and one and one we up. Four and four, four and three, three on the oh, first right. one Saturday morning. Three. three and one and then two up in the final. Yeah, but and that I that's what I was gonna say. Is my favorite part of what we were just talking about is match play, because yes, you need to be on for that first match, but you don't necessarily need to be as on for your matches as you do for your qualifying. Yes, because right? you're just playing to not playing to the level of your competition, but you see what they're doing, right? So mm-hmm. if they make a mistake, well, you have a little bit of an opening and you try to take advantage, right? So it's not always every single hole you're trying to absolutely make birdie, but you're just trying to beat them, right? Just a little bit of a little more relaxing environment, I find. And this, uh, I think the scramble play. match play is such a cool format. Like in my yes. head, I'm like, these are just going to be a bunch of matches that go to extra cups because everyone's going to be making birdies and you're going to end up tying and whatnot yeah. but mm. clearly not the case but yeah. so no like that's that's I mean, a cool I, format we'll get, I, in, we'll get into the the greens a bit more with do you want to talk about controversy right away yeah hey. let's get okay we'll get into it I'll, I'll set it up here for everyone so it was time uh time that time of the month so to speak where new guy had to play <laughs> time of the month <laughs> Uh, actually, when I, I get mean, further along this story, it, it actually will kind of make sense. Couple were a little pissy and yeah. moody, yeah. and now it ended. Um, <laughs> so, once again, we had to have our monthly match to lose the new guy moniker. So, instead of a three-on-one match that didn't go very well from last time, we decided to all play to our handicap. So, well, low net wins. Don't say that it didn't go very well. We tied, did we not? No, you oh, no. lost, oh, but lost it was it was close. Okay. But now Harv and Matty B are good. So yeah, you, mean, if yeah. anything, in, that was the time that you could have beat now, us. So. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we're playing low net. It's six a.m. on Sunday morning. Was it Sunday? Yep, Sunday morning. Uh, I should have not have been there in the first place. Uh, staff party for uh, my wife's uh, teachers, her teacher staff, faculty, if you want to call it. Uh, those. Teachers, man, they uh, they let loose when the when the school year's done. When the restrictions lift, they're just <laughs> <Yeah. they're laughs> all of them gone in one night. Uh, so yeah, I got a, like three and a half hours sleep. Showed up to play for the new guy. So we're playing low net. Uh, it went pretty well. I mean, I wasn't playing very well at the start. Then came back. Harv had two quads. Mm-hmm. Still shot uh, seventy nine, eighty one. Yeah. Oh right, you had a little couple hiccups at the end there. But anyway, fast forward to like 15. We're up. It basically came down to Bronell and New Guy. Bronell was, I, th- I think he had a three-shot lead. He couldn't beat you by five, right? I was three under in the front. I had the thing wrapped up, and then I started yeah. just so falling three, apart. Three, like I always three handicap versus... Falling apart. And normally, I'm a big backhand guy because I just not shoot two year. over on the front, not and then I year. go like even on the back every time. Yeah. So New Guy's a plus year. two. You're yeah. a three. He has to beat you by five, basically by five. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you had a three-shot lead, I think, on 15. I'm posting story posts on social media like, yeah, this thing's over. Actually, you were up three up on 16. Or it was no, down I to made a mi- it. He birdied 16. I made a miracle par. Yes, to cut it to to three. Yes, and then, then, I, and no, then you said on the next tee, I can two. Two. cut it to two. I can easily go double single here and lose this or single double. Yeah, or he could have gone birdie birdie. I mean, yeah. that's not out of the realm. So... What happened on 17? Oh, I just hit another one in the trees. Had to punch out standard stuff. Made bogey. He made par. Then so the leads got to one. I missed Down your to one. punch out on 17. I you actually had a, clear, had a lane. Yeah, you I had, had a, lane. a clear lane to the green. How did you hit it 60 yards short? It's like 20 yards short. <laughs> 30 yards <laughs> short. Split the difference. <laughs> yeah. 
40. So uh, it was a tough punch out. So now it's down to one. Down to one on 18. You know that new guy. Simple par three. Yeah, simple par three, dead straight, 160 yards. Well, you'd think so if the ball wasn't a foot below your feet or above your feet <laughs> on the tee shot. That's true. I mean, I did block it straight left because I was on a down slope. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only reason. So the reason for all the controversy is new guy says on or you actually said I'm going to I just know I'm going to double this hole and he's going to par and I'm going to lose. So then you block your tee shot out to the left. All you have to do is get up and down or up and down two putt, up and two putt for a bogey. He was new guy had what 35 feet for birdie. Something like that. Just off the green, yeah. Yeah. So Chances are he's not uh, birdieing. Turns out you, you're you short-sighted. You completely flubbed this this yes. chip. Try to get Which cute is, with it. So that was the most... So I kind of caught wind to your caught throwing wind. of the, the match. Maybe on like 16? All I said was that... It was 14, actually. I said it to Harv. I said, if this guy loses and we can call him Canoe now instead of New Guy, it's not that big of a deal. And then I can just say that I threw the match. There were a couple... I can just say it. So there were a couple (laughs) things that I heard, but not full sentences, that I... My brain just started spinning. Like that. So I heard parts of that, but not the entire thing. So... And then this happens on 16. You chipped the ball very well. I've never seen you chip a... I don't know, 25-yard chip five yards before when all you need to do is put it on the green. on 18, Yeah, on 18. And when all you need to do is put it on the green and two-putt and you win. So that would just smelt to me. So it smelt bad. So you you flub the chip, you get on, you double bogey. He has to par to lose the new guy moniker. He has like three feet Three to three and a half, I will say. I'd yeah, say three and a half as well. A yeah. make a very makeable, if not ninety five percent, not a gimme, not very makeable, not a gimme. Out of a hundred, I make that putt. Eighty eight, <laughs> probably ninety eight. So anyway, <laughs> Bronell misses. You, he gives you your putt. He sets up immediately and purposely misses the putt. Yeah, I just threw my ball down and missed the putt. I didn't even look. Yeah, because I thought I was convinced you threw the match. So yeah, but so. So here's where the gray area gets. And now I actually didn't know about the whole canoe conversation that you had. Because the first thing that went through my head was like, why on earth would you want to throw the match so that you didn't have the new guy name so anymore? This, you also had a conversation with him earlier in the day that I caught like the last part of. <laughs> <laughs> Again. And it was, you said something about, oh, don't worry. It's a win, win-win situation <laughs> or something. I was like, what's going on here? And then I heard the other between you two. And then obviously eighteen happened. So by that point, I was convinced that. Now that it was being on. said, so it the comes more down, I've been he thinking, wants to be new guy and not canoe. Yeah, I think that's actually what it is. Yeah, because so we're canoe, letting him win like, next the more, time. The more I think about it, canoe is actually funnier than new guy. I don't yeah. mind canoe. I'm used to it. I've heard all of that stuff for yeah. all my life. So I mean, you've been called canoe before. Yeah, you just have never seen it written out <laughs> your name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chris Canoe. Uh, so I guess long story short is you're refusing to accept. Oh no, I'll take victory. It. If it, no, if you legitimately could look me in the eye right now and say you did not throw that match, even if I did, you missed the putt on 18. It wasn't a gimme. You missed it. That is All true. Right, you're out. You that's lost. Fair. All right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we beat your candy ass again. 
I mean, I mean, let's you can't look him in the eye and say that with a straight face that you were a hundred percent trying there. I'm not looking him in the eye. I don't. I, don't, I, I never look him in the eye. There is no way you can. So but it pulls the sixty-four. Let's, I'm, let's rewind because I shot thirty-two on the front. Like I was, I was looking at a, maybe a career round at my home course here. Yes. And pressure. Then I doubled big. eleven, and it was like, well, I can still career here. Then the bogey on fifteen. Bogey on 17, and then it was like, okay, well, I can't career, obviously, I, now. So. Let's manage that tab. <laughs> yeah, I will, management, hashtag. I will say I rode with him the entire round, and not once did he say anything about throwing it. Now, the what happened on 18, <laughs> I cannot know. explain. We'll I cannot know. explain how that shot. I've never seen you hit a, a shot that bad. <laughs> if it would have came up like... Five feet short of the green, describe maybe. The, describe the second one I hit. It didn't even get halfway. <laughs> two inches. <laughs> Tried it again. And that's what reeked the most about it, was yeah. I've never seen you hit a chip shot like that, ever. Like, it didn't even get halfway there. Yeah. Must have been it the, went five years. It was the pressure. The pressure got to me. It was a big stakes. Um, one, one other thing we wanted to uh, talk about a little bit... Uh, is uh, there's there's been a recent trend on the PGA Tour that we've noticed anyway, and, and maybe you can uh, turf this right on the spot, but we've noticed that some guys who are about to maybe miss a cut or, or aren't playing very well just will, won't sign their scorecard and get DQ'd rather than miss the cut. Is there any strategy to that, or what what's going on with that? We've noticed it's happened a few times. Can you see any reason to that? Like, Have you ever been in a situation where you forgot to sign your scorecard? Yeah, um, well, I I did, yes, but it was on accident. Um, it was my first player's championship, um, so you know this was an, act, uh, an accident. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was my first player's championship. Essentially, actually, it was my first major. It was my first year on tour, so none of the majors had come around yet. And I was playing fine and then played my last five holes, four over. Came in, quick signed my scorecard. Um so I did sign it. Um, I just, the holes, I remember it was like holes five and six were flip-flop. The overall score was the same. It's just one hole had a par, one hole had a bogey, and it was the, you know, vice versa of it. And so um, I got disqualified, which was, I mean, obviously just mortifying that that happened. Yeah, piss um, off, yeah. But this recent trend, this recent trend is pretty, um, I know why they're doing it, and it, it's honestly pretty shitty in my in my humble opinion so it is a thing so if you just if you don't essentially if you get disqualified it almost it doesn't count against your divisor so it helps your world ranking or it doesn't hurt your world ranking and i think the tour has got to figure out a way like a fine or you know or with the world rankings if you start the tournament unless you actually get injured or something which you know it shouldn't count against you or even if you do play injured maybe or if you do get injured it should count because that's basically what you yeah it's are seeing right now is guys are just not signing it or um yeah doing withdrawing or whatever so that it doesn't hurt their world ranking and that's just kind of i mean that's kind of cheating the system and i just don't think it's the right thing to do um because believe me i I would have loved last week in Hartford. I knew <laughs> yeah. I was going to miss the cut with my last nine holes to go. I would have loved to just yeah. not 
walk off the golf course and disqualify myself or do something, but that's just not the right thing to do. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm old school in that, but well, I just, uh, well, it's, gotta figure that out. you know, you know, something's happening cause, cause we noticed it and then we just couldn't figure out, we knew there's something to it, but we couldn't figure it out. So we appreciate your honesty and, and, clearing the air for us so that we don't have to guess anymore because there, there had to be something <laughs> yeah. going on there so yeah that, that, that's what it is they're just trying to the way the world ranking works i don't know if you guys know but the amount of tournaments you make versus your finishes versus yes. the strength of field and all that stuff and so um you know obviously the the fewer tournaments you play or the fewer ones that you have bad finishes at the more it helps you so a disqualification does not hurt you, and so it keeps your world ranking the same. If not, sometimes could help you because you have a smaller divisor. So yeah, and we were curious if it was world rankings or if it was uh, maybe starts on the tour or something like that. Starts for the year. Well, so. that I don't know if it was a medical guy. That that actually I that makes a little more sense. That would be one thing that I maybe understand if you're coming off a of medical. Um, if you are disqualified, then it doesn't count as a start then that kind of makes sense because I get it. I mean, you come back from a medical, you basically are like, hey, you got 10 starts to try to keep your card and make this amount of points and you're not playing well. If that doesn't count as a start, then then that I get. Um, but the world ranking thing, I just don't think is right. Kind of everything that was going on, you got an extra year of, of golf <laughs> down there. Yeah. Um, so talk a, tell me a little bit about how that kind of maybe changed some of your goals for coming into to this year for turning pro you obviously had a really good year in this kind of fifth year for you so talk about yeah. how maybe that changed some of your expectations coming up yeah 100 percent um i knew i was going to turn pro at some point um i assumed it was going to be at the end of i guess beginning of last summer um and then with covid i was able to go play another year of school so um i went back i went into that year with a different kind of mindset i guess um i was in fifth year and playing against these freshmen i mean what like uh you have no really college experience. So I felt like I was a lot more confident going into the events. Um, not that my game was that much better um, than it was just, you know, the confidence level was a lot higher. Um, so I think that made a big impact of how I know I, like, where I need to be going into tournaments of how I need to be thinking and stuff. So, um, but then, yeah, I, you know, realized, yeah, I can definitely compete at a higher level. And then, um, so yeah, I think coming into these events, I feel like I'm able to uh, try to compete at that same level. If that makes sense. Um, just I kind of had that mindset coming out of school and then going through the whole summer and all the events I've played, trying to focus on that same mindset and um, do that to Canadian Am. Um, when all the other years in the past, I've kind of felt like I was a, a smaller guy. I got, you know, like not a big name going into the event. Nobody really expected me to compete. Um, just being from a smaller town and not really having the background of some of these guys do. Uh, so, but now I'm able to uh, know I kind of have that uh, name and um, almost more of an expectation on myself to play better. You know, what's funny is I was in that playoff and it's a gong show. I mean, it's mayhem. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Got, um, Scott misses I, the shorter, short one just to even force the playoff. Right. Who missed it? Scott missed that like three footer. Well, that was in the first playoff. First oh, yeah. Playoff. Yeah. Um, was it Russell Henley? So Russell Henley had the lead Russell that day. Henley Honestly, going around, he, yeah, he was like three or four strokes, you know, ahead for most of the day. Yeah. Um, and then he missed that short putt on 18 to get into the playoff, which if there was going to be seven guys in that playoff, they were going to go off in two groups. 
which I think would have been catastrophic for the viewership yes. lane too. Yep. too. Yeah. You know, we saw that in the Olympics, right? When they were playing off for that third, the golden or the bronze medal or whatever. I don't know if you all watched that, but it was yeah, terrible. We did, yeah. Two groups going out. Nobody knows what's going on. It was just so when Russell Headley missed that putt, you know, it was confirmed the six of us were going to go. So I'm standing on the tee box in the first hole and we got master's champion, Adam Scott. We got player's champion, Siwoo Kim. We got, who else do we have? We have Kevin Na, who, I mean, obviously he's got an amazing, had an amazing career. Um, gosh, who else was in that playoff? So, and then you got world golf championship winner, Kevin Kisner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got the guy that has the lowest round ever in a major and Brendan Grace. And then you got little Canadian boy, Roger Sloan, <laughs> racing everybody with his presence. Um, I was just like, it was pretty cool. I was like, look at these guys. They have amazing careers and they have no idea who I am. So let's go out and do something silly. Um, you know, and I almost made that putt on the first, the first playoff hole. Obviously yep. I got hit it close, missed it. Um, you know, lost in all that translation was the phenomenal up and downs by everybody else. Cause Adam yep. Scott and I yes. were the only ones that hit the green regulation and everyone I'm sitting there walking up to the green going, I bet you Adam Scott and I are the only ones that actually make par because all of these guys have insanely hard up and downs mm-hmm. and they all got it up and down, which was absolutely mind numbing. So we all go back to the 18th tee and, and it's absolute mayhem because um, you can't see it on, on camera, but you know, there's nobody notifying us like who's playing, like who's away. So you have like caddies yelling across the fairway because some guys blow it right. Some guys are left. Some guys are in the middle of the fairway and just caddies are yelling 172, 171, 168. <laughs> and then down there at the bottom of the hills, Adam Scott was like 138 because he just absolutely <laughs> throttles it. So uh, it, it was mayhem, but it was really cool. Yeah, so- I guess uh, everyone, everyone though did get to see, uh, well, in those last three weeks, a lot of you on camera and got to maybe fall in love with the little shimmy shake that happens when you line up every putt. <laughs> I, I, it had it had the people talking for sure. Hey, man, you got you just got to shake it out a little bit, you know, <laughs> you loosen it up after you. Yeah. So right. I was going to say uh, we might on camera, we might not have been able to see the, the caddies yelling at each other, but. Were you able to watch it back and see how dirty they did you with the shot tracer on the second playoff hole? Man, I got more text messages about that than I did about my good play. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, oh, and the stories I get from all the guys, you know, here in Houston, I get to play golf with all these guys. Oh, man, I had a heart attack. And oh, it's just like that, was, that. They did do me pretty dirty on that one. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were watching it live and we we're just like, I don't think it was that bad. And then all of a sudden it cut to it and it's right down the dick. And it's just like, Oh, I absolutely, right. I absolutely tattooed that drive. I mean, just, <laughs> Oh, it was probably one of the best drives I've ever hit in my life to be honest with you, considering the circumstances. Yeah. And then John Tracer has me <laughs> hitting a, probably a tee shot like you boys would hit. <laughs> in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah, Confirm or deny. Yeah. You know, I, I, I heard a little bit of the structure as to what's going on and how much these guys are going to get paid, and it is ridiculous. Yeah. And so I would find it very hard for a lot of those guys to turn it down just because they can't play in a PGA Tour event, you know, going forward. So it's we'll see where it goes. So you said you've chatted with some pros. Do you, Without naming any names, do you have some guys that, that you know that would probably go? Yes. Yeah. So how does the – how would you like to see the PGA Tour, like, compete with that is it bigger purses but the same style where there's a cut 
and only 70 people are in the money? Or would you rather see like a guaranteed money thing with smaller purses and then you're playing off for that? What we've seen is an immediate response from the PGA Tour is our purses are going up like as we speak, you know, they're announcing every week that this person's gone up, this person's gone up. I've heard, you know, the player championship's going to be $20 million. And I've heard that the major championships are going to be north of that. And I've heard by the end of 23, so give it a year and a half, we're all, every single purse is going to be at $10 million. So that's a substantial increase because a lot of times we're playing for six to $7 million, which is a lot of money, but to increase that to 10 is a significant increase. Personally, I've kind of been, you know, I've, I have this own little idea that I've had, um, and I think it's kind of cool and, you know, there's probably holes in it, but my idea behind it is what let's, let's completely scrap the purse that we play for every single week. Okay. Completely scrap it. We're not playing for any money any week. So let's say you finish. And what we're going to do is we're going to structure it in such a way that based on your performance of the previous year, you get to sign with the PGA tour for a yearly salary. Okay. So let's just say you finish 125th on the season and now the PGA tour is going to sign you for the next year. They're going to say, well, based on your value, we're going to give you $1.4 million. You know, maybe a little bit of social media presence will give you $1.5 million. Dustin Johnson wins the FedEx cup. Hey DJ, you're a big dog. We're going to sign you to $35 million because of that for the next season. Okay. Now, your eligibility continues to remain the same. You know, we're not going to change any of that. So if you win a tournament, you get two years, but that second year is based on what you finished on the previous FedEx cup point. Now the FedEx cup point list now is worth so much more because that's the only thing you're playing for. So, you know, you roll into Charlotte and you're at the Wells Fargo championship. Yeah. You're not playing for $12 million that week, but you're playing for FedEx cup points. And you're trying to accumulate as many points as you can get into the playoffs again, accumulate as many points as you can so that next season you can sign for, you know, more or less money. So it's, you know, you, you basically be deferring your, your, your payment for a year because it's based on how you're playing, but it incorporates a little bit more of that guaranteed money structure. And then there's no reason for to pay us, you know, each individual week. In, in my opinion. So kind of restructure it a little bit more. And then you can, then you, you don't have to do this pip thing either. Like get rid of this pip, get rid of the $50 yeah, million. Can, that they're about to can fuck right it. off. That's, it's, it's an that's absolute. Perfect. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. How many aces do you have in your career? I have five. Okay. Wow. Five. Thanks. Wow. When was your first one? Uh, I was 10. Um, oh my God. I had to ask. <laughs> two, and I, remember one of my friends um had had a hole in one at 10 when he was 10 as well and I was turning 11 soon I was like I want a hole in one at 10 like I can do this and two days before my 11th birthday I got my first hole in one that's great <laughs> it was, it was, it was that easy for everyone <laughs> yeah. I want a hole in one in the next two days <laughs> uh, Christmas is coming up so what is your favorite Christmas present ever that you've gotten oh um Oh, a couple of years ago, I, I think it was like two days before Christmas, I'd mentioned like wanting a new bike and then I got a new bike and it was just like, oh, it's just so random. But that was, um, I love, you know, riding it. It was blue and super cute and, um, but it was just so random. Wow. Everything you wish for just comes true. If your birthday is before the, one of the, Canadian, or one of the LPGA events coming up, it's 
It's almost, a, lo- it's almost a lock. <laughs> <laughs> Wish for the win. So kind of an interesting story. He needed a birdie on 18 to get into a playoff. Eagled that cocksucker. Won the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lit up a dart, and then he teed off. Spicy indeed. <laughs> oh, I need a birdie? <laughs> Fuck that. So so here's here's the thing, though. Monday Q tweeted this and brought this to my attention. Um, but I thought, because he also made a little comment in the tweet about how uh, Affy Barnrat's like, gaining weight and he, he plays better golf when he's heavier, it seems. That's just an observation he made. Yep. So in the picture, it said 269. And I thought that was like Monday Q, like just doing barn rat dirty, like posting his weight. Oh, that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> but it was actually his score for the week. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. Yeah. I thought it was his weight. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Yeah. I mean, it might just be a one act of a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was actually his score. So, yeah. I would think he's probably heavier than two. He might be pushing yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was actually a muffin, flattering man. number. Yeah. Um, that's it for news. Pick recap. News. Um, Canoop won the week. Yeah, you're welcome. Three points. Gifted, right? gifted to you. Hope everyone enjoyed the 2022 clip show. Uh, that wraps it up for this episode. Like I mentioned, we'll be back next week with episode 199. But until then, it's time for us to hit the clubhouse. But you're just in my